0: Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go?
1: Come on, come on, come on, I'll tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, okay, okay. It's a beautiful
0: Yummy, 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 I've got good eats in my tummy, and I can't wait to share the weird, wonderful, and mouth-watering restaurants we've discovered to help make your summer road trips a success. But first, the Halloween Horror Nights update, historical butts, and a Mexican summer camp for adults. Tie on your bib and grab an extra toothpick. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. It's late at night in the city. On the street corner opposite is an old-timey diner. Its bright interior providing the only light on the street. The silhouettes of three people are gathered in a corner booth. The camera zooms in to reveal the figures are Dan, Heather, and Jeff enjoying late night coffee and pie and discussing their latest travels. Guys, I'm stuffed, I say. Who knew there was (laughs) such a wide variety of weird and wonderful restaurants around the U.S.? Let's talk some travel news while we digest, then we can share our findings. But first, I was wondering, uh, what's the weirdest or coolest themed restaurant you've ever eaten at?
2: When I was a little kid, there was a place in Birmingham, and I've been trying all morning since I saw this question to think of the name of it, and I couldn't. But each room had a different theme, and they had a 60s Batman-themed room. Ooh. They had a yellow submarine room, which was my favorite. Thanks. And uh, like an old Hollywood room and then like a Keystone Cops jail and that whole <laughs> kind of So each room and I loved that yellow submarine room. It was super psychedelic. The whole thing was like you're in a roundish yellow submarine with the little portal windows and everything.
0: Wait, where where Very was cool. it? Where was it?
2: It was in Birmingham where I live. Okay. And I used to come here when before I lived here, I'd come here and visit my grandparents. And that was like a special treat to go to this place. I don't recall anything
0: about what the food was like or anything, but it was Cool
1: theme. Cool
0: cool theme. Uh, I think I've got a place on my list that we'll talk about later. That will remind you of this place quite Uh, a bit.
1: The coolest place that I have ever eaten doesn't exist anymore. And (laughs) uh, yeah, it was the Windows on the World, World Trade Center. I have. I only ate there once. I had brunch there in August of two thousand and one. Oh, jeepers. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I just did the math. And, it was uh... <laughs> about
1: two weeks before wow. September 11th. Uh, three weeks, because it was the very end of August. Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, then Brian and Deb, up, our friends, they uh, they had a function for work uh, that night before. And they were up, up at Windows on the World.
1: It was such a... I mean, it's, you know, there wasn't anything that remarkable about the theme, it was just such a cool location. Amazing you could view. See everything.
0: I've actually got two different train themed restaurants from Ohio. Oh. A few years ago, we took a road trip there and took the kids. There's this place called the Buckeye Express Diner. It's out in the mm. middle of nowhere, but it's like uh, it's a it's a there's an engine, a steam engine. And then behind it is a, a weird mashup of a passenger car and a caboose that are kind of shoved together into one long car. <laughs> And it's oh, yeah. like a diner inside and you sit in the little booths that are built into where the passenger seats were. And uh, But they kept the interior like with the doors at the ends of the cars that you have to go through and stuff. That's cool. I love uh, stuff like
2: that. There was one in uh, Huntsville that was similar. It was called Twickenham station. And that's what the old part of Huntsville used to be called Twickenham. And that was the old station house. And so two of the rooms were
0: train rooms with booths. And then the mm-hmm. rest of it was like the old station. Oh, cool. Train yeah, stuff there's, is cool. Uh, the other place that uh, I was going to, it's like that was in Akron. And it was the old, it's a place called Quaker Square, which was like Quaker Oats. Oh, I love it their oats. It, it used to be a shopping mall that was in the old oat silos uh, from the train depot there, like oh. the giant round silos. And they turned them into uh, a shopping mall. And then they had a restaurant that was the depot restaurant in train cars. But they had in the waiting room, this massive, the biggest model train display i've ever seen set up oh, going cool. through like oh, circus model and trains all those different themes and stuff it was really cool so
1: there's a really cool restaurant in uh, in paris in the musée d'orsay that's in that used to be a train station and it's up at the top inside the room that has a giant clock that you, oh yeah clock faces glass so you can see through it it's
0: like from the movie hugo
1: yeah, you say exactly. you say the That's name of that, you
0: see a much, much more, <laughs> much more uh, eloquently than I do. I sound, <laughs> I sound like Jeff when I try to say it. <laughs> hey. I mean, I sound like an alibi. Al- alab- you sound like an idiot. I get it. <laughs> I <where> you're going, <laughs> <Yeah. then. laughs> of course, when I was there after eighth grade, we just spent the entire time we were there running around trying to find uh whistler's mother because we had just seen the <laughs> mr bean movie where he yes. destroys that piece, so
1: yeah
0: yeah all right well uh, let's get to the news uh, news this week is brought to you by key to the world travel key to the world travel is a full service travel agency specializing in theme parks cruising and destinations around the world head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime this week I'm playing the part of Jess because he's not here. So, I will share you some theme park news. Guys, this probably isn't that big of a surprise, but uh shortly after we talked about auditions for uh actors for Halloween Horror Nights, and how
1: great Jeff would be as a <laughs> yeah. character. Uh
0: uh sadly Universal <sighs> Orlando and I guess technically Hollywood have announced that they will not be doing Halloween Horror Nights uh he jinxed this year. It, you guys,
2: uh you know, the- <laughs> we've jinxed a lot of things on this show it's people true. have died after we talked about them. and <laughs> things end after we talk about it but yeah. we also bring great things into i'm so life sad too. about this
1: one because it really felt like they were full speed ahead planning to go through with it talking yeah. about the houses auditions yeah we had
2: literally cool. seen a map that a uh, universal exec told us was accurate and mm-hmm. Oh, well, operations gets to make that decision, I guess.
1: I'm tired of things getting canceled.
2: Yeah, it hurts. (laughs) I'm not surprised at all, but it hurts. No, And our company conference was going to be there during it, so we were going to get to go. Yes, with all
1: of our easily scared co-workers. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, From the press release, Universal Orlando Resort will be focusing exclusively on operating as theme parks for daytime guests using the enhanced health and safety procedures already in place. I'm not that surprised that they shut it down either. I think, I think though, especially since it was going to be a big anniversary year and with what it would have taken to make it follow the guidelines, it just would have been a shadow of what it could have been. And I think that they're smarter to just cancel it rather than have a disappointing less than version of the event. That's
1: true. And next year, that can be the anniversary year and they can hopefully go all out. Fingers yeah. crossed, you guys. Mm,
2: if they have any money left.
1: Yeah, we hope. <laughs> well, well NBC, sad but NBC unsurprising Hopefully news. can have some good shows to generate some money and throw that cash at the theme park. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, you guys, we talked a, a few months ago back towards the beginning of, of quarantine when all the because all the museums were closed. The curators were kind of bored and they were They came up with a curator battle where they were all tweeting the weirdest thing in their museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of the museums are still closed and the curators are still bored. So now <laughs> they it's have a, default a new state. curator battle. Yeah. And this one is to find out which museum has the artwork with the best butt. Oh,
2: <laughs> like America says. Yes.
1: Yes. But around the whole world, it's hashtag best museum bum. And they're all tweeting pictures of, you know, statues and paintings and they're really funny they've some of my some of my favorites are are the curators who have gone the extra mile and taken photos of the butts from weird angles
0: (laughs) show off all the features
1: yeah so it's just if you go if you go to twitter or instagram and and search the hashtag hashtag best museum bum (laughs) there's some really great photos
2: Hmm, but not a not a scamper a hobo.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I I didn't read the article, but I did see a picture where there was a guy measuring. Uh, a butt with a pair of like <laughs> forceps, like, to, oh. and, and the caption said something about about the exquisite craftsmanship. I was like, "Why? What is going on here?" But using I, his calipers, yeah, and, oh, his calipers.
1: There's a fun one out of England where they took a series of photos of. Uh, they have Henry the Eighth's armor on display, and they took a series of photo of them from the back, and you can scroll through it and it shows you how his butt gets bigger (laughs) as it goes along
2: (laughs) it happens to the best of us yeah
1: Yeah, sadly his his butt uh, it's they say he had a 60% increase in trunk junk over his (laughs) lifetime (laughs) there's pictures on here of uh, sumo wrestler butts from museums in Japan it's so great
2: those are wide but flat I would assume (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) Very so it's a lot of fun. A lot of these museums still haven't been able to open, so they're finding a way to keep people interested. Well, sir,
2: for those of you that love butts, check that
0: out.
1: Yes,
0: really, who doesn't?
1: Best museum bum.
0: For the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips, here's key to the world travel with just the tips, just the tips. uh This week, our uh this week our travel tip comes from our very own Heather. Take it away. Hey,
1: yeah, I thought of this one actually. Uh, Last week, when we were at Walt Disney World, checking out the oh, the reopening, and I'm not sure if you guys are aware that it's really hot in Orlando. I noticed Lie. Did you notice?
0: Weird.
1: And uh, my tip is to find yourself a really small fan. That you can either the one that we used uh, was one that you had came on a lanyard. So you just put it around your neck and it was a USB powered fan. So when you want to charge up the battery, you can charge it up with whatever you use to charge your phone. And it came in so handy with mm-hmm. the mask wearing because I never realized how much my face could sweat. So it was really nice to just have that around my neck and, and be able to aim it at my face. It's very light. It was cheap. I got it on Amazon for about 10 bucks. And they had all kinds of different varieties. Disney sells those fans that are attached to like a squirt, a squirt bottle.
2: bottle. I don't need more moisture. Yeah.
1: And they're heavy. Yeah, yeah. They're
2: a
0: pain to carry, but they
2: work really well. The mist Yeah. Nice. you find true. like for, uh, if you were pushing a stroller, it'd be great. Cause, but they are heavy to carry around and there's no lanyard or
0: mm-hmm.
2: and no easy way to do it. But it, it would fit right in the cup holder of a, yes. of a yeah. stroller real well.
1: And then we saw we ran into some friends who had found and they also found them on Amazon. And it was it, it sat around your neck and it actually had two fans oh, yes. that you could just aim at your face.
2: Point at your face. Yeah, yeah, and the flexible bands. Yeah.
1: yeah. They one, look so dorky, though. <laughs> they do look dorky. But you
2: know what? I don't nice. even give a care. Yeah.
1: Right. So that's my tip this week is if you're hitting up any, especially a theme park in the summer, get you a little fan
2: i thought of this while we were there and, and... You know, those little cold packs that you like that has like the gel inside and you put them in the oh, freezer yeah. and then they make they should have little ones of those. You slide into the two into the pocket between the two layers of your mask.
1: Great idea. Because then you breathe through it and it's like your own face air conditioner. Yeah.
2: If you, they made one of those, that was porous or, you know, had enough holes in it. The airflow could still go. And cool your face off. That would be great. Well, you
1: should develop this. TM, TM,
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. tm tm <laughs> that is a great
1: idea yeah we <laughs> ran into a friend who well, we were all talking about how it was hot and he's like here's a here's another tip take a cup of ice and then just pop pour, pour it in your in pants yeah top well he's like <laughs> pop some ice in your mouth while you're walking around and then when you're breathing out instead of breathing out hot air you're breathing out cold air <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: that was good <laughs> i, I we tried it do a that. few
1: times and it did really work
0: i did It it sounds it sounds weird and uncomfortable, but actually, if you if you are the type of person who wears a ball cap, you just soak that down at the beginning of the day, get it wet, get it nice and wet. And kind of those does let it evaporate sense. your heat away. Yeah, it does the same yeah, thing. It's like those cooling those, towels
1: those cooling towels. We, we bought a couple of
0: those. Too. Yeah. Don't buy those at the parks. Buy those. Go to five below. They have them in their workout section yeah, for five bucks. Cheap,
1: but if you buy them in the parks, they have Mickey the mouse on.
0: Yeah, but they're like twenty dollars.
1: <laughs> this is true. It's the Mickey Mouse tax.
0: They are bigger at the park, too, though. So that's a little bit. Nicer. Very true. So don't get too hot at the parks.
1: Exactly. Hydrate. And get yourself a little fan.
0: Uh, okay, I have a couple more uh, quick theme park adjacent stories. Uh, first, Disney Cruise Line has announced their itineraries for fall 2021. Guys, it's just around the corner. Just
1: around the <laughs> yeah. corner.
0: Just around the riverbed. Just around the riverbed. <laughs> uh, uh, sailings in fall 2021 will include uh, Caribbean, the Bahamas, Mexico, Bermuda, and Canada. Platinum Castaway Club members and Gold Oak bookings
1: for... Golden Oak?
0: Yes, Golden Oak. Sorry, Golden Oak. uh, Open up uh, the day before this episode releases, July 27th. Uh, If you listen to this on Tuesday the 28th and you're a Gold Castaway Club members, uh, you can start booking today. Silver Castaway Club members, DVC members, sorry, that's Disney Vacation Club members, and Adventures by Disney Adventure Insiders can start booking on July 29th. And all the other peons can start... I mean... (laughs) All the other guests can start <laughs> yes, booking on July thirtieth, twenty twenty. Peasants can book. <laughs> yeah.
1: And hey, um, I saw this morning an article that the first cruise ship since the shutdown of the pandemic sailed. Uh, was it here oh, really? yesterday? Was it Germany? from Germany?
0: Yeah, yeah. wasn't just like a return to port sailing or no
1: it was an actual it was actual this is, this okay. was sailing with ship, clients sailing with guests on board yes it was a design right, right that I've never heard of
0: yeah sailing you know, was... out
1: of a German port but it's mm-hmm. a it, it's a step ahead
0: it's, there you go it's, it's a start
1: a step in the right direction that's what I was trying to say yeah <laughs> something I mean, this
2: is crazy there's so many thousands of grounded cruise ships
1: Yes, just all over the world just sailing around doing nothing <laughs>
2: The crews still have to hang out. Yeah. Please, Lord, let 2021 be uh, better. Yes.
1: One good thing that is coming out of this, though, is uh, Royal Caribbean released this week their uh, newly adapted um, muster drill. Everyone loves the muster drill where you have mm, to go no one. cram into a small space with many, many, many other people. And I hadn't actually been thinking about this and about the relaunch of cruising that there's no way they could do that. On a Disney cruise ship, you're out on deck most of the time. Sometimes you sometimes in a restaurant,
2: but either yeah. way, they pack people they, in there. And they
1: can't. Yeah, they say like they they want your cabin to line up, and they say get as close as possible to the group next to you. You just can't do that. So Royal <laughs> Caribbean has uh, completely redesigned it, and they do. They have um, in the app and on your stateroom TV. You go through all of the safety procedures, and then at some point, and they give you a time. You have to go to your muster station and check in and they ask you a couple questions to make sure that you read the safety stuff. But it's very quick. One person from your stateroom can go and do it and they're not cramming people into a, a small space, so it's so I, much better either so way. Better you should way. keep
2: I c- that for always. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. hope the
1: other cruise lines do the same thing, and that it's this is what we do from now on instead. The
2: of The biggest problem with that is when they go, they blow the whistle, and everybody's allowed to leave, and then all seven thousand or whatever mm-hmm. people are trying to leave on three elevators or
1: or up the <laughs> one stairs, one set
2: of steps yeah. or whatever at the same time. There's just it's no terrible. way you could
1: do that right now, and that's probably got. Something to do with the fact that nobody has started cruising.
2: Again. One thing I thought was cool was that uh, Royal Caribbean came up with this, but then the other cruise lines asked for it and they provided it to the other cruise lines mm-hmm. and they've all adopted using the same standard. So I think that's pretty that's cool. They're great. all being cooperative with it and it'll be the the new standard. And hopefully that sticks Let's around after around, the uh, pandemic. muster drills the worst. Yeah, it makes more <laughs> sense. That's
0: such a first world problem. It like, is. oh, mustard <laughs> drill on my fabulous cruise to the worse. <laughs> There's no way these giants of the sea, modern giants of the sea, could ever crash anyway. So, no, yeah.
1: it's unsinkable. Yeah, mm-hmm. unprecedented.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and that the n- crowding, not telling people to crowd together anymore, reminds me. It's completely unrelated. Mostly, have you seen the videos from uh, Muppet Fishing where Skeeter on or yes, yeah, whichever one is. Scooter on the screen. Scooter. Scooter. Scooter says, Scooter says, everybody, please move all the way to the front and fill in all spaces. And the cast member just screams, don't listen to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. I enjoyed do it a not lot. not do it.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I forgot that was part of that.
0: It's part of a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of, of the shows. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. that they're all having to retrain the <laughs> don't guests. Don't listen to him. <laughs>
1: Um, ignore the Muppet
0: yeah Uh, and then another just a real quick note uh, that for Rise of Resistance at Hollywood Studios uh, they've announced that they've changed the way that they're running the virtual queue originally virtual boarding groups were offered uh, you were able to jump on them at 10 a.m. 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. to try to get a spot Uh, now they are only releasing them at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. They're probably putting more in each queue
1: yeah and here's another tip Turn off your Wi-Fi and just do it with cell data because I that still we didn't work to, for us. Yeah, though, that's so. true. We <laughs> <laughs> we were not able to get her a, a virtual queue last week. Well, they're still running it at uh, uh, you know a reduced capacity, and then you've got everybody trying to get the reduced capacity spots all at the same time it was kind of a nightmare
2: i just don't care i'll just write it later yeah i'm lucky enough i have written it a couple of times Mm -hmm. it's i don't i everything Just too much effort
1: (laughs)
0: i've waited this long i can wait a little longer that's right right. you can have my spot that's so generous Um, Heather, tell us about this uh, Mexican adult summer camp experience.
1: I found this this Mm. resort when I was scrolling through travel and leisure this week. And there's a hotel in Mexico in Cabo San Lucas. It's called the Montage Los Cabos. And they've decided to kind of jump on the whole glamping bandwagon. Mm -mm. And they have created a a campsite that's adjacent to their five star luxury hotel. And it is basically adult summer camp. They have all these activities that that go along with staying in one of these little luxury teepees that are right on the shore. It's just beautiful. And you can do hiking, biking, archery. They've they've set up a paintball course with like, yeah, it looks really cool. It has like an abandoned bus and all of these obstacles that you can hide behind shoot at your friends uh they have axe throwing Mm. i actually kind of wanted to try this trend i've seen (laughs) it a few times and it looks kind of fun
0: it's a lot of fun and really satisfying
1: (laughs) yes although i have seen videos where someone throws the axe wrong and it bounces and flies back at them
0: that's why kendra doesn't want to do it i think yeah
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, but this place looks really cool and all the amenities look really fun and if you get tired of the glamping part you can just go into the resort and get you a regular room. But the, the campsite experience does have uh, concierges and regular hotel kind of amenities. So it really does look like hmm. adult summer camp. It looks super fun.
2: Is it air conditioned? Because it's Mexico.
1: <laughs> not. I do not believe the little teepees are air conditioned. I'm out. So you would have to choose a room. In the resort. You can still do the other activities. I
2: would love to do that. Choose a room in the resort and then do none of those activities. That's sounds just,
1: just go to the, to the bars yeah. for some
2: time. I'm really more of a resort perfect. kind of person.
1: That would be your adult summer camp, mm-hmm. a beautiful resort on the seaside. Yeah, with great
2: food and bars
1: and, and pools. And you don't have to do anything at all. Swim mm-hmm. up bar. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds good to me.
0: Uh, there's a group in the U.S. that was doing this in the before times. I don't know if they'll continue it <laughs> in the after <laughs> the times. The times. <laughs> um, and Jeff totally wouldn't be in, would not be into this experience. It was called uh, Camp No Counselors, and what they would do is they would go around and book actual summer camps when they were on their like off week in the middle of the summer or beginning yeah, and of the summer kind of glamping. and but they would do yeah not glamping at all so you're in actual <laughs> cabins and eating in their dining halls and doing the full like real summer camp experience but it's all adults and then every night they'd have a cocktail hour or oh, it would be cool. like like a party time open yeah, bar that at the nice night swimming. time sounds kind of fun um yeah so you know go swimming in the lake and hopefully all that in the nonsense. after
1: times that comes back <laughs>
0: Yeah, they <laughs> not are, on the during time, when so. times.
1: When right. times are precedented again. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah.
0: Those when are good
2: things. Times. are certain.
1: <laughs> certain and precedented. That's what I want. Um, so Jess, Jess isn't
0: here, obviously, to give us a weird theme park experience uh, this week. So I'm going to want to go back to the Atlas Obscura and Explorer's Guide to the World's Hidden Wonders and share a story of uh, something that you can it's it's an attraction that you can visit in uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma uh, in in the boot Oklahoma. Hill section at the graveyard there. Um, and this is the grave of Elmer McCurdy okay Yeah so. <laughs> We're going to set the scene. We're going to set the scene. It's it's 1976 and crew members from the show The Six Million Dollar Man are preparing oh. to shoot on location at the Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California. Uh, the plan was to capture Steve Austin riding in one of the cars along the track of a spooky ride called The Laugh in the Dark. The ride featured a tunnel in which ghouls, demons, and skeletons would pop up and scare you as your car <laughs> jolted from side to side. So it's just a typical carny... carny scare oh, house, spook house yeah um while sprucing up the set a stage hand spotted a mannequin hanging from a noose in the corner he reached for the arm and was surprised when it broke off in his hand oh gross <laughs> looking at the dismembered limb the worker was astonished to see what looked like bone beneath the dried out layers of skin oh no this was no mannequin this was a man ew uh the hanging corpse in question belonged to elmer mccurdy an outlaw who had died sixty-five years earlier. <laughs> what? Wow! In 1911, uh, the mischief-making vagabond robbed a train near Okisa, Oklahoma, and then took his spoils: forty-six dollars and two jugs of whiskey. <laughs> That's what he got out of a train robbery. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. He picked <laughs> the Doesn't wrong train. very good at it. No. Uh, no uh, yeah, not at all. Uh, he headed north where he holed up in a barnyard on the Kansas border. Police pursued him and ended up killing him in a shootout. Oh. Uh, his body was taken to a funeral home uh, in Pahuska, Oklahoma, but no one claimed it. Seeing a money-making opportunity, the undertaker embalmed him and allowed visitors to view the preserved corpse if they placed a nickel in its mouth. <laughs>
1: All right. I feel
0: like there's probably laws against that these days. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Five years later, a carnival runner uh, turned up at the funeral home claiming to be a long-lost relative of McCurdy and requested to take the body so it could be laid to rest properly. He was, of course, (laughs)
1: lying
0: through his teeth. Within weeks, the corpse was the star attraction of a traveling carnival. For 60 years, his mummy made the rounds of carnivals, wax museums, and haunted houses until it turned up at uh, in Long Beach, California. Um, huh. By this time, the legend of outlaw McCurdy, McCurdy was long forgotten, and the body is, was assumed yeah. to be fake <laughs> because
1: uh, he wasn't a very good outlaw.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, police identified the body and sent it back to the Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie, o- Guthrie, Oklahoma, uh, where it is now buried. You can find his grave uh, in the uh, in the Boot Hill section of the cemetery, where he's buried near Wild Bunch Bandit Bill Doolin.
1: Wow, that so is vagabond. Hilarious. Where does this fall on the uh, tramp? I was thinking um, the same thing.
0: <laughs> Where's um, that on the scale? Hobo. Of, <laughs> well, hobos, hobos travel and work. Yeah. Uh, tramps travel but don't work. Yeah. And the bums, bums
1: just lay around. Don't do so. either.
0: So I think a vagabond is probably like a tramp. I have Somewhere a feeling on the
1: tramp scale. Yeah,
0: I think I think he's traveling but not working. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's, he's robbing trains of forty bucks and whiskey.
2: Yeah. Some of them are also ne'er do wells.
1: Oh yes, we I think a lot of them. The ne'er do wells.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that Elmer McCurdy, with a name like that, isn't more famous. Right, he's Elmer McCurdy, law, a
0: lawless person so bad. He once stole forty six dollars.
1: Two jugs of whiskey.
0: I wonder how how many nickels they found in his in stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think do you think they put a cart in his in his stomach so they could open him up like a piggy bank to retrieve the shake <laughs> him out?
1: Shake him. <laughs> Here come the nickels. Ooh.
0: Later,
2: they turned him into, into a piñata. <laughs>
0: we'll stick stick around because after the commercial break uh we're gonna stick around because after the commercial break we're gonna talk about some of the weird wonderful and mouth watering restaurants from around the world When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world key to the world travel is an authorized disney vacation planner specializing in travel to disney theme parks around the world as well as disney cruise line Alani, and adventures by disney with over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for disney destinations key to the world travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Sounds like the start of a bad joke, but picture Guy Fieri, Adam Richman from Man Vs. Food, and and Andrew Zimmer walking into a bar, and they start trading stories from the road. Sadly, Anthony Bourdain isn't available to elevate the level of our conversation, I don't think we could hang with him anyway. The most highbrow we can manage is the goofball kind of chubby version of Alton Brown from the middle seasons of Good Eats. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're anything like us, eating is a big part of your travel experience. Uh, Food is a great way to learn about the places you're visiting and the people who live there. Plus, it's just so delicious and there's so much of it. You just you got to try it all. When I'm traveling, I try to make it a rule as much as possible to only eat at places that are unique to where I am. I don't want to eat the stuff. What's the point if I can get it at home or anywhere else in the world? Um It's so, a good
1: yeah. rule.
2: If, but if you, walk by, if you ever <laughs> walk by the Olive Garden uh, near Times Square in New York, it is packed. Like, yeah, what are doing, people? Every time. There's so much good Italian food TGI all around Friday. New York.
0: Yeah, Fry, who, who is it TJ Fridays when they're at home, let alone on vacation?
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's a Ruby Tuesdays there that's packed. on I do miss the, the Olive Garden one especially cracked me up because there's <laughs> such good Italian food all around New York.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the home of... You know what? When you're Real there, with your family. People, that's true. <laughs> it, it really helps, especially on the mean streets of New York, right? You want to feel mm-hmm. comfort. Comfortable. They, really, they really have hospitaliano. <laughs> <laughs> on no. And what if you invested in that all-you-can-eat pasta card? You got you to gotta make sure you get your money's <laughs> worth wherever <right>. you are. <laughs> Heather, you had a cool rooftop uh, place featuring one of our favorite country artists.
1: Yeah, actually, this place just opened. In Nashville, and it is a Dolly Parton themed rooftop bar, and it Sold. looks so cool. It's very pink, very, very brightly colored and garish. And yes. they say that the best thing about their place is that they are welcoming and chill for any kind of person. Um, the uh, yeah, looks guy awesome. who, Yeah, it looks really cool. The guy who opened it says that you can come in and drink a can of Natty Light. Or order some caviar or both.
2: Mm. Whatever you
1: like to do. I think
2: I like both about equally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It looks really pretty. There's a pool out in the middle. And then there's some indoor space and outdoor space. And it's kind of it looks like it's the whole uh, top floor of this hotel. And the entire thing is pink. Pink walls, pink floors, pink velvet couches.
2: Are there rhinestones? Yes, and there are
1: rhinestones in everything. And it's uh, it's it's just this, beautiful.
2: Did they work in conjunction with Dolly herself or did someone just love Dolly and make a?
1: It looks like it's an it's an homage. And mm-hmm. it was it, it, they they just sort of uh, it, it's not it doesn't have her name anywhere on it. It is called White Limousine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's that part harkens back to her music. But I don't think she actually helped to design the place.
0: I hear the hours are nine to five. (laughs) Ah,
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Got it in. (laughs) You
1: did it. You did it. I can't believe I did (laughs) think. So White Limousine is in the Graduate Hotel in Nashville. Mm. You want to check it out. It looks really cool.
0: Do they have so souvenir mugs you can take home, and are they shaped as you as?
1: <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> two boobs. I <laughs> can only hope. Well, I, I love I, Dolly. I love Dolly, and I yeah. love a rooftop bar. I do too. Top restaurant. Any? Yeah.
2: We have two cool rooftop bar and re- actually three now that I think of it, and I've been to none of them. I. It's usually either. Up? Yeah, it's oh, usually wow. either too hot or raining here. We we have the rainy season, which is four months of the year it's not burning hot so <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah there's several of them here and they look amazing but i just don't go the only one i've really ever been to was the one we went to in new york city
1: yeah that one is at the um the hotel is called inc 48 and it's like it's a kimpton so it's a boutique hotel right down um it's it's right across the street from the cruise port actually yeah it was a cool and spot it's a beautiful beautiful rooftop uh Restaurant with fantastic views mm-hmm. of the Manhattan skyline,
2: just west of Times Square yeah. in that area.
1: Yeah, it's good walking distance to Times Square, and um, uh, you know, when you wake up and there's when there's cruise ships in port.
2: Back when there were cruise ships,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the is it the Smith part of the Smithsonian? There's a there's a battleship that's parked there, and it's a uh, an air and space museum. Yeah. And did they have a space shuttle on the deck?
2: Yes, directly across the street from that. They have the space shuttle on the deck and a bunch of uh, like fighter jets and helicopters and all the cool stuff. Didn't they have a Star Trek or something thing for a while?
1: I believe they did have a Star Trek exhibit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that, that rooftop bar, though, is like at night. We went up there at night and it's got little fire um, pit things all around it, like open seating, beer garden style. And there's a little indoor part, but most of it's outdoor and there's fountains and various other things. But just a view because it's one of the it's tall ish building, but there's many more taller buildings around you. <laughs> so you're sort of surrounded by all the tall New York City buildings. It's just so cool up there. I love that's, that. It's
1: kind of a cool thing in in big cities all over the world, is to have mm-hmm. a nice rooftop.
2: Even at the oh, uh, Universal Orlando Resort oh, and Spa oh. complex, they have the uh, revo- resort. Well, uh, the bar at the <laughs> top of the Aventura Resort. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't never remember the name. Bistro Seventeen, 17 on 17. the seventeenth floor. And because it's Florida and it's flat, you're the tallest thing around there. So, yeah. so you I can like see out, all across covered. the parks, and there's covered parts and open parts, and,
1: and they have beautiful up there the ceiling fans and the covered parts, which is nice.
2: Yeah, it's always a plus. It never feels all that hot up there at night, and with the fans and the breeze from mm-hmm. just being up high, feels okay.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, then I'll skip ahead. Actually, to we'll, we'll get back to the next. Um, category i had on my list but for it's talking about some unusual buildings you're talking about high spots um i had two listed and one is kind of special to me because um it's in detroit um, uh, detroit is special to all of us well,
1: detroit detroit rack city well it's special it's
0: it's <laughs> it's a, it's it's a restaurant at the top of the wren center in detroit which is the tallest oh, building yeah. in detroit sadly the restaurant that I've been to there shut down, but that's where I proposed to my wife uh, is at did the restaurant in the yes? space. <laughs> well, <laughs> Luckily she yes. did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the, the restaurant that's currently there is called, um, where'd it go? <laughs> Highlands. It's called Highlands. And uh, the the building, the rent Center is 73 stories tall. And oh. this restaurant is on the 71st and 72nd floor. And it's um, it's a 360 degree view, and it actually originally when it was built was a rotating restaurant, but it doesn't Uh, spin anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it doesn't spin anymore for some reason. But uh, you do take a glass elevator up to the top, um, and it takes a minute and a half to get up to the 72nd floor. And
1: a glass elevator,
0: and and the views are amazing. I mean, yes, we can make all the jokes we want about Detroit, but it's. It's pretty cool being up there. It is. It is pretty cool um, there. And the restaurant You can the,
1: see Canada.
0: Yeah, you certainly can. Uh I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a high, high-end steakhouse that's up there now with a huge uh huge scotch collection. Is there shtick? Um, not, scotchy, my, scotchy not my favorite uh, yeah it's a scotchy place they've got they've got so they've got the restaurant and then they've got a more laid back kind of bar restaurant bistro kind of thing and then there's also an event center where you can rent out for weddings or events or whatnot there so in, in the after times we can do that yes. right yes eventually someday um, and then the other really tall place that I had on my list I wanted to talk about is I had no idea, first of all, that the Stratosphere in Las Vegas is no longer called the Stratosphere. It's just called the Strat. Oh, <laughs> I missed that too. Well, all right. Apparently, the website what? is thestrat.com because it sounds cooler and edgier, I guess. It's ah, rad, dude. Sure. <laughs> um, but they've got a restaurant there that is the tallest restaurant in the United States of America.
1: Is that also the the, the building that has the... A roller coaster on the outside, like the
0: space needle-looking thing at the end of the yeah, loop of the <laughs> yeah.
1: and there's uh, a roller coaster. On.
0: Yes, well, it's kind of a roller coaster. It's a car on a track that like tips back and forth.
1: Oh. Well, they
2: have yeah. one that goes around.
1: It
0: goes oh, all the yeah. way around. Was,
1: there's okay. that other there's drop that
2: has- scare the. Okay. Poop out of your thing, too, there's, <laughs> one, there's also just a little. It's a short, basically a wavy circle. So go on that around. before
1: <laughs> you eat at the restaurant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. perhaps you might vomit on someone. Um, I was trying to find where. The, where is the height of it? It's really tall. Like I said, it's the tallest, it's
1: very very tall. You the guys.
0: tallest restaurant in uh, in North America. It's some. It's it's pretty close to the height of the top deck of the Eiffel Tower, which is like nine hundred. feet yeah, I was going
1: to say that's probably the tallest building in which I have eaten something
0: at <laughs> the eiffel tower a restaurant
1: on the eiffel tower is actually not at the top
0: no it's not no. that high at all isn't it the like second you know, third is, here, jules, right. jules yeah. verne
1: is on the second yeah yeah but oh
0: he at is the top, yes <laughs> well at preserved the
1: top there is a little champagne and macaron bar yes where um uh, jeff has had to, mm-hmm. a, a little dining experience up there
2: before i blew out my knees coming down the <laughs> steps from the last <laughs> Yeah. In the last tier there oh we're in a hurry we won't wait for
0: the elevator I'll just take these steps we're, well, at, the,
1: we're at the first level it won't take that long that is,
0: a lot, of, <laughs> that is a lot of fun fact to get to get to the top you have to put a nickel in Jules Fern's mouth <laughs> yes. <That is> correct. <laughs> um um have you guys eaten not necessarily super tall buildings but have you eaten in any other like weird or unusually shaped buildings whether they're or
1: Huh.
0: Like shaped like a pyramid, or or something that's I've, been turned I've into been in a that pyramid
1: in Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, What well, was is, is that the, yeah. the Lux Luxor? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think I had a meal there though.
0: No, I am not thinking of any. Um, are, there's, there's a
1: planet Hollywood and. oh uh, well, yeah, it's shaped like yeah. a tacky globe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've eaten in
2: there. I have been in there. Who doesn't? It's like actually a one?
1: great restaurant now, and it has a cool uh al fresco
2: do these restaurants come in funny shapes not less <laughs> rounds funny
0: <laughs> um i also found there's a, a ski resort in i think that's utah yeah uh it's called solitude mountain ski resort and they've got a super high-end fancy restaurant uh where they pref- they prepare your meals in a yurt right in front of you uh,
1: a yurt oh, but a it's yurt. like
0: like Fancy-ass French cuisine type stuff. In <laughs> a yurt? In a yurt, <laughs> in a yurt. yep. Well, he'd be eating caribou or something in a yurt. <laughs> yeah. And then I also found, we've talked a lot about different, well, we've had a few hotels built into airplanes mm-hmm. or airplane hangars um, In uh, Colorado Springs, you can eat at the airplane restaurant where they... Uh, They took a uh, Boeing KC ninety seven tanker plane, was used to uh, yeah to refuel aircraft, and they turned it into a restaurant. Uh, They can seat forty two passengers inside the plane. Uh, So that's kind of neat. That's cool. If you want to eat an airplane, looks like. But is an airplane food? Uh, No, I don't think so. But have you have you seen that there's? have you seen there's those people that do a pop-up in uh yeah la where it's like uh you go into an old plane in a hangar and they recreate the uh pan am first class dining oh, experience from, like the, from, back the, 50, oh, from the 50s back and when 60s. Class was really she yeah oh, so that they, sounds cool like down to they found like the correct flatware and glasses and all that stuff and served wow. the menus that sounds kinda neat.
2: That's kinda neat. Aren't they also did the pan, the old cool Pan Am terminal at LAX is now like a hip
0: hotel too, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, I think we talked
2: about that. Yeah, we Were talked said about that yeah. on the show. That that the whole Pan Am vibe was so cool back in the day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now we'd have AM. Delta.
0: Just get in, sit down, and <laughs> shut up. Back when flying was an event and people wore Dressed ties. Up. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to have to dress up and wear heels to fly, but
0: or go mm. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of cool old stuff, uh, tiki is hot tiki these days, is isn't my it? Favorite. I love tiki trend. so much. I
2: spent. Uh, I grew up in the South Pacific in a in a in the, in the uh, Marshall Islands, and then I lived Scaling in healing
1: palm trees. Lived like in. A native boy. I
2: sure did, like a native boy <laughs> searching for coconuts. <laughs> I did all of those things. But uh one of my favorite early memories when we would go to Hawaii for vacation, we'd take a little puddle jumper over to Hawaii from oh, where we lived.
1: been a rough life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh the there was a place called the Monkey Bar in Hawaii that was like typical Polynesian thing, but the whole bar back wall was a habitat for these little bitty like capuchin monkeys or something. Spider mug. I don't know what kind of. Yeah, I guess they were I'm more coming, like the spider like monkey, but
1: yeah, a monkey. like a spider monkey. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: they were. I loved that place. They had all the cool tiki great. food and setting stuff on fire, and the rum drinks for my mom, who would oh, always get soused. Love and, it. <laughs> but everybody was dressed <laughs> mom like got like uh, ships captains and everything in there. But yeah, I just loved. We. I would always. Love it when we had to wait a long time for our table because you'd sit in that bar and look at the monkeys back there. Mm -hmm. And I wonder now like if it ever smelled smelled like monkey poop and I didn't notice.
1: (laughs) You were too young to notice. Yeah, This is my favorite trend that is making a huge comeback. Tiki bars are all Mm -hmm. over the place right now. I've talked on several episodes about our tiki bar here in Grand Rapids, Michigan.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is exactly where you expect to have a (laughs) world-class tiki lounge and bar.
1: It's funny, too. The outside of the restaurant looks nothing like Mm. inside. It's a very old building here in Furniture City. It was probably an office building, and they bought the whole building, and you would not know it from the outside. Is that
2: near Spatula City? Yes. Spatula City! Spatula City.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's right behind our Van Andel Arena, where you can catch a concert. And then go have a tiki drink. I love it. Uh, They have a huge collection of... The owner has moved his tiki collection into the restaurant. And it's very, very impressive. I Actually, I think I have a little uh, video where I walked through that whole wall. I can put it on our Facebook page. Yeah, But tiki tiki bars are all over the place.
2: I love the whole vibe of it. It's just so... I love mid-century stuff anyway. But like Mm -hmm. mid-century plus Polynesian is... The tackiest of the tacky, and it's just, it's so it's just, it's just perfect. Yeah, and I lived in Polynesia, it was the 70s, so it was like everything 50s was cool again, so it was like 70s tacky polyester mixed with mid century and oh, it doesn't Polynesian matter. at the same time, it doesn't of, get uglier yeah. than that, and it's just amazing. It's kind we of went all to uh,
1: now, right? It's atomic tiki all in oh, yeah, in yeah.
2: We went to uh, Heather and I, uh, alone went to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> went,
2: to, uh, went to one called Maikai, which is one of the oldest ones in the country. It's in Fort. Well, it's just outside of Fort Lauderdale. It was built in 1956. And you can and tell. You can tell. Yeah, everything is. I looked. I looked up some info on that. At the time it was built, it was the most expensive restaurant built that entire year <laughs> in the world cost $300,000 to build this. Ooh, this
1: That's this not walking thing. around money. <laughs> and, and everybody it was thought the they were, right? was it was
2: 1956. <laughs> and everybody thought they were crazy to spend this kind of money on this thing down there. And at the time, Fort Lauderdale was a little podunk town. And if it's funny, cause it's where they built, this is nowhere near the water. It's not no, on the beach. Exactly. It's just, you didn't build stuff on the beach back then. It was In town, and the beach, nobody built on the beach, I guess because of hurricanes and whatnot.
1: But we took uh, an Uber to get there the first time because we'd read about it. And mm -hmm. where the Uber guy was taking us, we're like, "Uh, I think he's just... Yeah,
2: I literally asked the guy if he was about to murder us. (laughs) He laughed and said, not yet.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so.
2: (laughs) But uh, everybody thought they were crazy to build this thing. But the first year it was open, it made more than a million dollars. So... They were like, ha, told you. But it's been it's been added on to again and again and again. Uh, They have inside uh, the thing they have, uh, the Maikai Islander Review as an authentic Polynesian music, dance, costumes, all that. That Mm -hmm. is the longest running Polynesian cultural show in the U.S., including in Hawaii.
1: Mm -hmm. It's really (laughs) good. Weird. Fire knife dancers and hula.
2: Yeah, they have like different sections to represent all of the parts of South Pacific. So Hawaii, then Tahiti, Samoa, New Zealand. But my favorite part, the show is cool and the food is amazing. They have an awesome gift shop and these ramshackled gardens out back that are just (laughs) go on. They kept adding and there's just huge tiki statues and fountains and like lighting that looks like dan and i got drunk one weekend and just went out there we can do this like people that don't know what they're doing it's kind of awesome (laughs)
1: so good
2: (laughs) but the the piece de resistance for me is the uh, molokai lounge inside there and that is the actual like tiki lounge area the whole thing's meant to look like you're in a boat so there's water dripping outside of these windows. They're like portals. The women still to this day wear like the uh, bathing suit top and the wraparound it's a, sarongs. It's, it's and,
1: like a strapless bikini top that they're yeah. all falling out of.
2: Yeah, I like that part. But the, guy, but the guys that work in there are dressed like Captain Steubing.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> He's got the ship's hat on. And uh-huh. It's ridiculous. It's It's so fun. And the ceilings are low and the theming is heavy. And there's layers of dust that have been there since 1956. Uh-huh. It's amazing. But they have like a seven-page menu with... Uh seventy-six different so uh, drinks. tropical drinks on it. I looked that up. I didn't and make if that. you have a <laughs> dinner
1: reservation that you go in there first, to check in and go in there first, and they have like a sushi bar and your you know your typical Polynesian poo-poo platter items mm-hmm. that you can snack on. Before you go and have some drinks before you head into the dinner show.
2: We need to try this. If we ever go back there for that conference, they there is a mystery drink that we didn't know about. It's oh. a mystery drink delivered by the mystery girl. <laughs> which is supposedly an experience that must be witnessed to be fully appreciated. So,
1: Oh, we're headed back there for this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what this, I want to see what this is. <laughs> but apparently it is a large shareable drink. So oh, it's. it's really, I'm imagining it's like TV. ferals when you order the earthquake and they run out and <laughs> yes. there's, some presentation of this amazing or mystery like the drink.
1: Kitchen sink at Beaches and Cream. Yes, yeah, same kind of alarm They'll bring out the big like
0: bowl, that. but then they'll bring out your actual beverages and little plastic cups because we can't do that anymore. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. They ask you to wait outside in the parking lot <laughs> while yeah. <laughs> we
1: will bring it out to you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Um sad. I guess the oldest uh tiki bar was actually. Trader Vicks in London,
0: right? Um, well, the oldest Trader Vicks that's still in existence is in London, which is the one the one that werewolves like to hang out at, according to Warren C. Vaughan. Oh, that's right. That was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trader Vicks. Um, but um, he was he was one of the like I think he was like kind of like second, like learned at the feet of the first guy was um, there's like this big lore of 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 the 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 tiki culture Mm -hmm. and where they came from, but um, yeah, that one is from the mid '50s also. Um, and they've got something like 200 drinks on their menu, tiki drinks, and it's just um, but they they have several Trader Vic's locations around the world. Um, But there's uh, another really old original one. There's two of them. One is the Tiki Tea in Hollywood, and that one dates. Is it uh, Enchanted? Yeah.
1: The enchanted Tiki Tees.
0: (laughs) insert insert uh, uh, (laughs) plug for for that plug. (laughs) Um, And then uh, the Tonga room in San Francisco is another old
1: one. Yeah, that's the one Um, that um, we
2: were scheduled to go there. And then we were going there on an adventures by Disney trip. Short. What was it? the short? San
1: Francisco short escape. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, And then they canceled that whole. I think they canceled that whole itinerary and don't do it anymore. The
1: whole whole, uh, departure because we were the only people registered on it.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: So they so, said, uh, "Where where would you like to go instead, and we can make it happen." And that is how we ended up going
0: in London. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one that one's another that one looks amazing. Old really one, does. that's yeah. I think that's one that's got like the the stream going through the center, and there's a mm-hmm. band on a boat in the middle. Yeah, it has of the room. a huge <laughs> boat. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that one looks pretty cool. I just like tiki drinks.
2: I like to, I love rum anyway, and sweet yes. rain. Uh, Umbrella drinks, as Jess calls them. I, just, I yeah. love all that stuff. But the, the cheesy
0: Polynesian vibe, I just cannot get enough of. i put together, I've recently been listening a lot to a playlist of like 50s, exotica, tiki type. Music Ooh, send me that link. I'd love to. Yeah, I'll that. do that. Is it on uh, Spotify? Yeah, it's a Spotify playlist. All up Excellent. Portal, uh, or send it to you. It's, it's, it's good vibes. So,
1: Have you guys ever heard of or done the uh, Dining in the Dark?
0: True. Uh, no, didn't didn't uh, Leah talked about that? Um, she did. Yeah. She
1: did that in. I have. It was somewhere. Like over pitch East, black. Yeah. Pitch black. So uh, I mm-hmm. did a little I did a little research on the, where the trend came from. And it started in uh, it started in Europe and it was uh, the friends of a gentleman who was blind. And they oh. they thought it might be cool to experience what it was like for him Having a meal with friends because basically he dines in the dark all the time. So, the first one they opened, all of the wait staff were all blind. So, that was how they kept, they could keep hmm. pitch black. And it's kind of taken off. And there is one that you can go to in Las Vegas. Of course. It's called Blackout. Yes. If it's, if there's some kind of trend, you can probably find it in Vegas. Um, this one is called. Blackout and the, the wait staff wears night vision goggles <laughs> so that they can see their way to the table. But it's there's no light, it's completely pitch black. And most of these you don't know, you don't order, they just serve you stuff.
2: No, sir. So
1: all of it is you cannot see it, you don't know what it's going to be. Would you, would you wouldn't try it? I can't decide whether I would try yeah, it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I would try it. I just think like. No, no, it seems just so weird. the waiter
1: to stand there the
0: and, and spoon to, feed yeah. you or guide your hand to the plate for no, every it's, bite it's, or how, how do you just, find your yeah, food they,
1: they put it in front of you and you kind of have to find your way to your food
0: they at least give you a hint of like this one's soup fellow watch out yeah <laughs> that's what some, i was thinking and then, yeah. Yeah, you you grab the spoon for this and... one <laughs>
1: uh, and the, the the staff apparently will yeah they will help you and and guide you through uh
2: I'm clumsy enough with the lights on trying to eat without wearing most of it on my shirt. Uh, I'm certain I would have a lap full of soup.
1: They have some videos of people uh, dining at this place. If you go to DineBlackout.com and check it out. I don't know. I think I would. I think I might try it.
2: I would certainly try it. It's just not high on my list of experiences (laughs) I want, but I'll try about anything. I'm not weird about food unless there's living creatures (laughs) Squirming around, <laughs> yeah, squirming around. Although I did eat a bug <laughs> last week bug. in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it creeped you out for hours.
2: <laughs> it did. It because did indeed. Bad. This was intentionally. No, it yeah. flew. It was a large. <laughs> it wasn't like a net either. It was like a decently sized moth or something that just as I was walking uh, into the hotel from the car, flew right into the back of my throat. Just ha ah! <laughs> and then went down, and I could yeah, feel no it. Choice. It kind of wiggled its way around in my throat for a, a good I bit. I think.
1: I think Jeff is is not going to jump on any eating bugs trends.
2: No, nope. no, not a fan. <laughs>
1: uh, another w- a fun one that we found in Las Vegas. We kind of just stumbled upon this one. What is called and then the stumbled Minus. out of it. Yes, <laughs> it's an ice bar.
2: Oh yeah, seen these. These.
1: Uh-huh. I. I. Lo- I don't. It, right now, I think a lot of them are probably closed um, because most of them will give you like fur coats to wear mm-hmm. into the bar.
2: They're not kidding in there. It was cold. It was
1: cold. It, it's called the Minus Five Ice Experience, and it was at the Venetian in Las Vegas. It is still there. Uh, was I'm glad
2: you remembered closed. those details. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember what but it was it, called or where it was. It
1: was fun because you go in and you you order some drinks, and they had, they had all of these things set up like you could... Uh, pretend you're gambling in there.
2: Yeah, they had like a craps table, but like giant, the dice was like giant ice dice and mm-hmm. stuff. Good, good photo ops. But it looks funny because everybody's wearing fur coats. There's a bunch These of pimps in a frozen coats. casino, essentially. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a photo of us all in there we can post. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. That was Wasn't silly. There and that's like an ice throne.
2: It was stupid expensive, on? too. Yeah. It was like you could get two drinks and you're in there for whatever amount what the, of time. Long, I mean, I think
1: they let us stay in there as long as we could take it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you could buy more drinks if you wanted. Very but they, one thing they did was not let you bring a camera, and they said it was like it's so cold it'll mess your camera and your phone up. <laughs> right. And then they had a they had a photographer that came in there to sell you pictures. Like, oh, I uh, see what well, happened Oh, conveniently,
0: <laughs> he's got the special <laughs> extreme temperatures
2: camera. Yeah, that they literally tried to tell me that I'm Like, that's not how any of this works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good story. Yeah. It was very very cold, but it was fun.
2: They have those on the the NCL cruise ships. Some of them Mm -hmm. have an ice bar in there now. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and same thing you you put on. You could get hats and uh, I think my husband bought a hat there. Speaking of
2: things that probably aren't Mm -hmm. happening during these Corona times, there's a place here. It's not a restaurant. They do have a little bit of bar food, but it's mostly a bar, but it's called the Atomic Lounge here in Birmingham. And the whole thing is... um, sort of mid-century but usually mid-century stuff is like sleek modern or tiki mid-century this is mid-century but dive bar so it just looks (laughs) like hell it looks like grandma's basement kind of thing mismatched but mid-century furniture and everything but part of the fun thing is (laughs) that they have a room of costumes you can choose to put on while you hang out in the bar So weird
1: costumes like frog yeah
2: it's random stuff yeah weird like and they're like furry kind of big (laughs) costumes people are just hey and they don't make any there's no like pomp and circumstance about it you're just at a bar and there's a frog and a bear and a (laughs) spaceman (laughs) or whatever just randomly drinking
1: it sounds amazing (laughs) yeah i'd love to
2: try that i hadn't thought about that till heather mentioned i bet they're not doing the dress-up thing anymore yeah Uh, probably not
1: that's in Birmingham. That's in the Birmingham,
0: Alabama. Cool. Oh, another cool theme uh, that I found is in Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. uh, I I was a weird kid who liked watching Nick at Night from a very young age and Get Smart has always been one of my favorite (laughs) things. Love Get Smart. and, And the intro to that show I've always wanted that experience where he goes in through the telephone booth at all those crazy doors. Well, there's (laughs) There's, there's a restaurant in Milwaukee called The Safe House. And to get into it, you have to walk down an alleyway there's a sign for what appears to be an import export business
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. kind
1: of like the the speakeasy sort mm-hmm. of thing you push
0: a button right for now. the intercom uh you have to give a password and they let you yes. into the import export place uh but it's actually this spy themed bar and that's awesome. uh, Fun. It's uh there's it's called
1: the safe house
0: safe house yeah there's milwaukee uh-huh. and apparently there's one in uh Chicago, also, but it's all kind of like get smart era kind of spied oh, yeah, 60s spy. 60s spy James Bond, get smart. Yeah, it looks, it just looks and amazing. From Uncle. And there's another place that's similar to it in New York called the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Have you ever heard of this one? <laughs> yes. Oh, you you enter through right. a phone booth and it's all like horror horror themed uh, gags inside so it's like just weird bad funhouse kind of yeah that's one of i've wanted to go to forever yeah it sounds really cool also
1: i saw a cool one in new york that's called ninja <laughs> and it's basically a sushi restaurant and that's ninja themed and all of the staff dresses in black and carries swords and
0: they lower down from the ceiling to deliver yeah. your food. <laughs>
1: to deliver your food. Yeah. Oh, no, that, would <laughs> be, so. that would be awesome. Uh, I guess they also do some. They say they call it Japanese-themed close-up magic.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. You know it what? It seems I, like a little weird. Chicago. I love close-up magic, and I I would love to go to a place where they're table-side doing that stuff. is um, a place in Chicago
1: that, that Yeah, does that? there's
0: this really awesome place called the Chicago Magic Lounge, yes. and they've got three different level kinds of magic, and one of them is bar magic, which is really cool. They've got the magician behind the bar. He's working with the bartender, so he'll help get you your drinks and stuff, but he's got his little mat set up in the middle. He's got a whole routine that he does for, I mean, mm-hmm. there's like It's less than 20 people that fit around the bar.
1: This sounds like what I wanted Abracadabra to be. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So he does close-up card magic and cups and balls and that kind of stuff. And then they have... uh, you said balls. he does what balls? <laughs> gently one cups, at a time
1: cups and balls not cups your balls uh,
0: pro okay. tip you only dunk one at a time that way he doesn't melt the ice <laughs> <laughs> you want to be considerate
1: we got through almost this whole thing without mentioning dick. <laughs> that's right
0: yeah, Jess is we, we, we no miss one. you Jess no one um, says dicks <laughs> and then they have a bigger uh, another room where they have parlor magic which is kind of like smaller stage type acts and stuff but uh, oh. yeah yeah, yeah, so you can
1: fun. I've read about it, but I've never I've never been there.
0: It's pretty new. It's only about a year old or so.
2: That sounds like uh, the Magic Castle in L.A., but I think that's like members only,
0: right? Yeah. Real well, you can get in if you know a magician they can yeah. get, give you a guest pass. And there's places where like forums online where she can find those, um, yeah. <laughs> but you go in and they have like a really nice restaurant that you have to eat dinner at. And then My they dad have used to go to
2: that one, a bunch, he knew somebody that
0: that he worked with that could take him and he would Ooh. go when he was out in LA for work. Well, the cool thing is that at any given time, you're likely to see just hanging out in the lobby, um, like world-class, big-name magicians. And Roy, and well, ooh, not anymore, <laughs> well, sadly, anyway. but uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that they ha- they're they not as welcome there because they tell magic secrets and stuff. Oh, they, that's true. They, do, they, they yeah. don't, uh, though. Well, they kind of do. Oh. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that place is really cool and they have a working model that the Imagineers uh, gave them of the, the Haunted Mansion. Oh, in their right. library, yeah. Neil Patrick oh, Harris
1: hangs out there.
0: He used to be the president of the yes, Magicians uh, the Society there, but yeah. Mm. Uh, I so love Neil Patrick cool. Harris and I love magic. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of, do you guys remember the Casa Bonita episode of South Park? Or all all Cartman wants to do is go to yeah, that's in Colorado. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I want. Uh, that's a real yeah. that is that is a real place. I want to go to that. And that South Park episode is like they toned it down from what the real place is like. They've got really? they've got a cliff diving show inside the restaurant and roaming mariachi bands and the flag yeah. that oh, you raise yeah. on your table for more sopapillas. And this is where is that? Colorado? Is this where? It's in Colorado. Yeah, it's in. Um, is it in Denver? yeah no not, I think the Denver one closed down, and there's one uh lake it's in uh yeah I was it? gonna go visit the Libertyville the johnstons libertyville. yeah libertyville uh Colorado, I don't um, know where that is from what I've heard from what I've heard, the food is. Not wonderful, but I don't think you're going there uh, for the food anyway. I bet uh, in Libertyville, they don't wear masks. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because of their freedoms. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, yeah, that place, I've always wanted to go there also. Um,
1: just in sort of the weird category.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah well, it looks just so insane. I saw a, a YouTube video about it. Like, whoa. Dude, I had campy. forgotten that there was the uh, South Park episode about yeah. that
0: place. <laughs> Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita. <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, let's see. I'm, I, I had a few more on my list. Heather, you had one that sounds really, really lovely. I came
1: across an article that's uh, titled 10 of the weirdest restaurants in the world. Mm. And number one on their list. is called Modern Toilet. <laughs> uh, this
2: is this in Asia? <laughs>
1: Imagine. It is in Taipei, Taiwan, and the restaurant is basically one large bathroom. <laughs> uh, it looks like a giant toilet. There are toilets hanging on the walls, and the cha- the chairs that you sit on are toilets. toilets. Are they yes, functioning toilets?
2: Because I, I, I have IBS,
1: <laughs> maybe that could be handy. <laughs> The, all the food and drinks arrive in you know shaped like a toilet bowl or a urinal that's a, <laughs> they, they, I'm all for
2: an elaborate theme but i don't uh, the bathroom thing should yeah. not be near my food their
1: signature dessert is chocolate ice cream of, mm. of course <laughs> in a in a tiny toilet isn't it in a tiny yeah.
0: toilet <laughs> no, that's great. It is not. If you don't want to go all the way to to Japan, there's there's one called the Magic Restroom Cafe that's in California, City of Industry, California, wherever that is, LA, LA County, yeah, Yeah. um But it's very similar. You sit on on toilets to to eat, and there's urinals hanging from the ceiling, (laughs) uh, from the walls. (laughs) I guess I would go do it.
2: It, (laughs) Everything's just like that. Seems like something you do. As a dare, not as a real.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The other one, the other one that from this list that I thought was interesting, it was number two on the list.
2: Speaking of number two. It's
1: (laughs) called Cabbages and Condoms, and it's in Bangkok, Thailand. It's a classic Thai food restaurant, but it's decorated from the floor to the ceiling with condoms. Gross.
2: (laughs) Are they (laughs) used?
1: disgusting. Strings of light made out of strings of lights made out of condoms, lamps from condoms. Is condoms this some sort of their, like on their mannequins wearing nothing but a condom?
0: <laughs> Is this like a government sponsored art project to promote I safe sex? Or the,
1: Oh, it's a, it says that the owner strongly believes in family planning and uses <laughs> the restaurant to support I mean, these. i for such that agenda. too, but I
2: don't need to build a restaurant. Theme Your
1: check, <laughs> instead of coming with an after dinner mint, it comes with free condoms. Hooray! <laughs> Yay!
2: That's weird.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very well, weird. I think mean, I'd I'm, rather go to the magic bar. Maybe yes, maybe yes, the public too. schools there don't have a good sex education program.
1: It's, that's entirely You got
0: to go impossible. out to eat to get it taken care of.
1: Yes. Uh, in Finland, they have not just an ice bar, but an entire restaurant made out of ice. Everything, the whole building is. It's kind of like the ice hotel, mm-hmm. only it's an ice restaurant. So you're sitting on ice chairs that they've put furs on.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: That sounds kind of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. literally.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. I and like you a could nice
1: eat reindeer there.
2: <laughs> <sighs> I that. Makes me think of yeah. what was the name of the place we went to in London? Um,
1: it was called uh, the Harcourt. We and asked,
2: was, we yeah. asked our uh, tour guide, we had some off time in the evening. we in London. Asked for a fun pub with good food, and she said, "Oh, go to this place." Didn't mention it's not like an English pub. It was a Swedish Swedish pub in <laughs> London, and all the food was Swedish. And the whole it looked it looked on the outside like a normal. English pub, but on the inside, it looked like you're at Santa Claus's house, kind of. It was like more (laughs) Swedish and Scandinavian looking inside. Amazing food, but they had reindeer something. And I, yeah, I should have ordered it. And then something else caught my eye, and I have regretted ever since. That's just one other (laughs) animal I haven't tried and should
1: have. I'm sure you'll get another chance. Yeah.
2: I hope you get to cross that. Um, Yeah. I would like to pick my own reindeer, though, like a lobster tank. Where you I'll pick the <laughs> one with the glowing nose <laughs> there.
0: That one. I'll take For Prancer, him. please. Yeah. Prancer.
2: I want the little one with the red nose.
1: Oh, <laughs> he no. looks tender. You can't eat, you can't eat Rudolph. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's young and tender. I'll, I'll take the
0: one the others are laughing and calling names. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like the veal of reindeer. Um,
0: I had one. I had a location that. I sound a lot like what Jeff was talking about at the top of the episode. It's called the magic time machine restaurant and it's a small chain in Texas and it is insane. The buildings are split up into all these different themed areas with, uh, different yeah different themed seating areas so in the san antonio location you can sit at the sweetheart's table in an attic a thatched hut or an old refrigerator um an old refrigerator. other yeah which is not not safe um, i don't think I want to sit in there no you're supposed to take the handle off uh, other locations have a teepee lunchbox, a giant dunce cap and a carousel <laughs> complete with horses their salad bar is built into a shiny red 1952 MG Roadster convertible. Oh, cool. And, um, but the then on top of all the weirdness that they've already got, uh, all of all of their waiters dress up as pop culture characters and oh, whatever good. they want to apparently. So, one time you might be served by a pirate or Spider Man <laughs> or that is fairy tale this- princesses or. Feels exactly like the thing they used to have here. I wonder if the thing here was just a big rip off of that. It's possible. This one, this one, first opened in 1973 in San Antonio, so maybe this is a rip off. Be- but yeah, I don't know. But uh, it looked pretty cool. I. It's the kind of cheesy place that I would like to go to. No, I would love that. And the, the
2: people would, those servers would dress like characters in the place I used to go to, also. Oh. I miss the heavily mm-hmm. themed. There was a lot of that. There was a place I went to with my aunt and uncle and somewhere in Colorado Springs. It was uh, the whole thing was like themed Western saloon. And they had the, the oh, busts fine. that talked and sang like, oh, yeah, like country bears. They had yeah. a shootout at one point.
1: It was just oh, that, great.
0: Cool. Like right straight out of National Lampoon's vacation.
1: Yes. Wow, yeah, very much. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a heavily themed restaurant.
2: Mm, yeah, the or a dinner show, too. I yeah. love eating while people entertain me, like the, the Luau mm-hmm. show at Walt Disney World or the Mai Kai we mentioned or Hoop-dee-doo Review, if y'all haven't done that. I I um, I, I was not excited to go to that. I thought it was going to be dumb. And I don't know why. not either.
1: <laughs> this is like just standard
2: refrain. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't want to go, but when I did.
2: <laughs> I know. That is, that's amazing. how I live my life.
0: I don't want to do that. She,
1: we make him do stuff and he has fun. Aren't you glad
0: mm-hmm. that you actually go along with the dumb plans that other people come up with? <laughs> I am. Most
1: yeah. of the time. <laughs> and yeah, I sometimes. like, I mean, the Trader Sam's is, uh, you know, I, I like the one in Disneyland a little better, but they're both. I disagree. Like but Disneyland we can. One? They're both impossible
2: to get into. We can debate that uh, some
0: <laughs> other the time. The reason I
1: like the Disneyland one is because I love the vibe out on the terrace at that one better than the terrace at disney world because i always get eaten alive by i don't know what yeah it's like the
2: exciting. only place in disney world i ever get yes. bug bites yeah but but it's I mean, right on the water by where they park the um mm-hmm. the boats and things for the poly and it's yeah. just mosquito town usa
1: but out in california instead of bugs out on the terrace you have cat
2: that's right that's so i love cute. the
1: disneyland cat And I have been known to snake them some (laughs) salmon off of my poo poo platter.
2: Oh well, don't mix that up and sneak them poo poo off your salmon platter. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> what is she doing with poo poo <laughs> on her salmon
0: platter? I, hey, don't, I don't know. I, know. I, I don't know how they prepare <laughs> them. I'm more than willing to wait and get on the wait list to sit, inside, a, sit you know, inside those locations because then you get the full effect, especially mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, I did have to a fun tiki time totems. When, when
1: Jeff got on the sinking bar stool and ended up on the floor.
0: On yeah. the floor. Just can't do that outside.
2: How is it? They move so slow. But like, I don't realize I'm four inches off the ground until I'm all the way down there. Exactly. (laughs) I
1: can't reach my beverage. Here's a long straw for you, sir. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And I love that. Well, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to taste your way around the world, Key to the World Travel has a community table at the Beer Garden Restaurant in Epcot's Germany Pavilion full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend the Theme Park Professor for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. We're getting close to our one-year anniversary and we're still working hard to hit 10,000 downloads before the big day arrives. If you have some friends who would appreciate our brand of globe-trotting jackassery, have them visit us at www.goldkeyadventures.com where they can find links to listen on their platform of choice, as well as recommendation for some great episodes to start listening with. Uh, we can't wait to hang out with you again next week. See you real soon. Goodbye, everybody. Don't need it sauce. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.
2: I prefer Globe Trotting Jackoffery. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mostly family-friendly show.